It's that time, Betting Predators Podcast, where our goal is hunting down the best sports bets is our objective. I'm your host, Sleepy J. You guys can find me on Twitter, Sleepy J underscore pregame. We also have the one and the only Uncle Dave with us today. You guys can find him on Twitter as well, Dave underscore Essler. Slightly different open guys and uh, some good news. You know, we've had some tweets over the last couple of years, honestly. Uh, myself and Uncle Dave, you know, we've been doing podcasts for you guys for a number of years, and we never went ahead and named our podcast. So we're going to go ahead and we're going to adopt the Betting Predators podcast and some other news that I think will make a lot of you listeners quite happy. You guys have been asking us forever to go ahead and put our podcast on a major platform such as iTunes, Google Pod, Stitcher, Podbean, what have you. And uh, we're pleased to go ahead and announce that your requests have been uh, taken into strong consideration. And now, our podcast is actually available on all major platforms. And as always, you guys can go ahead and go to our podcast as well on the best sports betting information site on the web, pregame.com. So, Uncle Dave, there's some good news that we finally got to share with our listeners. We have some more good news that the PGA Tour is back. That's going to be our focus today. We want to talk about that. We also have a best bet at the end of this podcast that circles around the NHL. The NHL is coming back at the end of July, NBA. So we're getting back into things, Uncle Dave. We're, we're, you know, we're quite happy about that. So, Uncle Dave, I have to ask you, as as a handicapper with the NHL, the NBA coming back at the end of July, PGA Tour coming up. You know, what have you been doing as a handicapper? You know, maybe like the last week or two. Well, I read everything I can get my hands on, Sleepy. Um, you know, Twitter is a great resource. We've discussed that a number of times. Uh, I read everything that it may seem innocuous at the time, but you'll see things that are sort of set in or out of context. And now, of course, with the whole, um, you know, state of the union anymore, for lack of a better way to put it, you know, I, I look at how that may or may not affect certain teams going forward and, you know, what player or what team said what that, you know, might have a deeper meaning in the locker room than maybe just a, an innocuous tweet. Um, you know, I think we, we have all the stats and I don't even know if they're going to be relevant going forward. Uh, so I think, you know, what I've tried to do is stay on the pulse of, of leagues and teams and, and, and sort of try to take their temperature, if you will, uh, to whether they, they want to play 110% or they want to just get it over with and get a paycheck. You know, one of the things that was talked about going, let's go back to like the 1980s, uncle Dave, and you would remember this, you know, you're, you know, a little bit older than I am, but back in the eighties, you were probably in your heyday. And I was really just starting to, you know, I was a little kid, but you know, I was always around sports bettors and those guys didn't have the internet. You know, they were reading all the time. That was really how they got their information. And, you know, it's not that the coronavirus, you know, was a good thing for us in any, in any way, but it was really good for us, I think, to go ahead and get back into, you know, the habit of actually digging in and reading, you know, reading the blogs and reading all these little posts. And like you said, you know, you got to wonder what's going to happen in a lot of these locker rooms. And, you know, that's information that we as handicappers, we use that all the time. It's like, you know, th- there's a disruption in the locker room because this guy said this. Well, you know, we've had two months of people pretty much, you know, stranded in their homes. There's been a lot of things that have gone on in our world that have been, you know, kind of like a division. You know, you have half the crowd on this side, half the crowd on that side. This guy says this guy says that they believe in this. They believe in that. It, it really just creates an environment, at least for for us as a handicapper, as in to say, we don't just have this one particular incident. You know, we have multiple incidents now that that we're certainly going to use in our handicapping. And, you know, when it comes to the PGA Tour, there's something that I actually found. I have a bet that I actually really like. 
I think when it comes to handicapping over the next couple months, we're going to have a lot of sports. You're going to see some of the better handicappers really kind of step out. You're going to find that there's going to be guys who are going to be able to rise, and you're going to find out who read and who actually absolutely did nothing over the last couple of months, and they've just been sitting back being bored betting Korean baseball or something like that or Russian table tennis. But I know I've read quite a bit, and I know you've read quite a bit. But let's get into the PGA Tour. Uncle Dave, the PGA Tour is back. You know, they've been on a hiatus now. It'll be a total of like 91 days when we finally go ahead and get back to, you know, real golf. Now, we had some charity events with Tiger and Phil, Rory and Ricky Fowler. But the Charles Schwab Challenge starts this Thursday, June 11th through the 14th. As I said, it's going to be the first tournament since the cancellation because of the coronavirus. You got to go back to the Players' Championship in March. Now, Uncle Dave, this is going to be like an expanded kind of a star-studded field, if, if you will say. So it'll take place in Texas, in Fort Worth, at the Colonial Country Golf Club. This is going to be an event, Uncle Dave, where no fans are going to be permitted. And I think that that may affect some of the people. Now, when we look at the top five golfers in the world, they'll all be present. And 17 of the top 20 golfers will be present. Now, I went and I looked at the odds, Uncle Dave. I don't remember an odd screen with that many golfers on it for a particular tournament. Now, I don't know how you feel, Uncle Dave, but I feel pretty good about this upcoming golf tournament. And it has like that major type of feeling to it, which Tiger Woods won't be there. Tommy Fleetwood won't be there. But this field's absolutely stacked. You know, everybody's really jonesing, I think, to go ahead and play this par 70 course. Now, Dave, this is certainly something we can bet on, certain I've bet on, something I know that you've bet on. And you're a, you're a golfer. You know, you golf regularly. You live down there in Florida, so you were able to go out and golf. But why don't you tell me, Uncle Dave, how it's been golfing on your end with no fans cheering you on? Well, I don't know that I had fans cheering me on before. You know, I, I think my wife went with me one time when we were playing in a scramble tournament, and I think she rode in the cart mainly just to work on her tan because she didn't even cheer for me. So that would have no net effect on me whatsoever. Um, but it could. Um, you know, I've, I've tried to sort of quantify what that means this week. And, you know, I, I don't know. I think it's going to affect everyone differently. Um, the only conclusion that I really can say with a, almost a certainty is, you know, I think that it would favor some of the lesser golfers. You know, oftentimes some of the – the lower tiered golfers might get paired with, you know, somebody like Dustin Johnson and, you know, anybody that's following Dustin Johnson cheering for him. So a little more pressure on that guy, uh, his playing partner, and you won't see that this week. So uh, I think, uh, I think, you know, it would be tough to pick out someone that's going to win at a hundred to one, but I think you might see a few of those guys do a little better than maybe the odds uh, might say at this point. And I think we have a lot of value in the odds, especially for this tournament, Uncle Dave, because I think actually for the first time in golf, we have so many different ways to go ahead and handicap this tournament that we've just never, you know, we've honestly never had before. And that's really going to go ahead and and it's going to run over to the NBA and run over to the NFL. But I think it makes at least our job. um, We love the handicap sport. So when we have like extra little things that, that we look for and maybe we find, you know, maybe once in in a college basketball or twice in a college basketball season or NBA or what it might have you. Uh, You know, we have so many things right now that we've been looking at that we think, you know, there's a lot of value in a lot of these odds and they're really just putting out, you know, numbers based on, you know, past performance, but there's a whole different feel to this tournament right now when it comes to a handicapper. And I know that you studied and you looked up a couple bets. Why don't you go ahead and give out 
a couple of the guys that you're looking at? Well, I think the best value bet for me is Patrick Reed at 28 to one. Um, you know, the kids from San Antonio, uh, they play on a lot of bent grass greens down there, which obviously the Colonial has. And he's been he's been right up there in strokes gain on bent grass greens. Uh, and this year, I think he's third overall in shots gained putting. And for me, you know, after a layoff, you know, what do you trust? You know, the tee shot, the tee to green, I don't know. But I think you always got to trust the putter. And he's an excellent putter, knows the course. He's sixth in FedEx Cup points. So I think at 28 to 1, um, that's a little steep for him. So I think I will put a dollar on him at, at that price for sure. If you want to look chalk, I think John Rahm, you know, obviously Rory's favored and, and yada, yada, yada. But, you know, anybody can look at that and see that and, and bet with their, with their head or not with their heart. Um, but Rahm at 12 to 1, I think, has some value. You know, he was sixth here a couple of years ago. Um, probably motivated this year. He didn't make the cut last year. Last year, he was 66th in driving accuracy. He doesn't suck. Uh, he's not great, but he's 13th in shots gained tee to green, 4th in shots gained putting, 21st in FedEx Cup points, uh, and I think he's 8th over the last six years in strokes gained on bent grass. So if I'm going to pick a favorite, I think I'm going to go with John Rahm at 12-1. to 1. So, Uncle Dave, you talked about putting, and that's one of the things that I've read probably the most over the last couple of days, at least when it comes to this tournament, is that, you know, the putters probably, at least the guys who are on their putt game, are going to have a little bit of an advantage. And a lot of like your, your big bomber type guys, you know, this course isn't set up, you know, to play well for the big bomber guys. Do you have any big bomber guys that you're potentially looking at for this tournament? Well, there's a couple. Um, Tony Finau at 40 to 1. I like him. He finished second here last year, which in and of itself isn't enough, but He's seventh this year in shots gained tee to green, 15th in strokes gained putting. Another bet I have with Finau is I took him plus 400 to finish in the top 10. Uh, and believe it or not, I threw some money on Mickelson. He's 100 to 1, or he was when I wrote this up and made the bet a few days ago, and, and, and only 12 to 1 to finish top 10. And I don't know how you don't throw something on him at this price. You know, he, he did play that semi-competitive round in the match, which could give him a slight advantage. And it's been a long time, but he has won here twice. So at 100 to 1, I think you almost have to. And that's one of the things that I raised Uncle Dave probably, you know, it was a few weeks ago when the charity event was coming on when you had Tiger and you had Phil and you had, you know, Rory and obviously Ricky Fowler. They all got, you know, time to play. And I said, are those the guys that we want to bet on because they actually got some rounds under their belt? And, you know, I, I kind of thought about it. And then I actually went a little bit deeper with one of the picks that I have. I'll get into that in a minute. But, Uncle Dave, I don't know if you've noticed or not, but, like, you know, you could bet the top 10, the top 20, the top 30, 40. I've seen, you know, head-to-heads. I've seen longest drive. I've seen, like, so many different prop bets. Now, you gave us some players. Are there any prop bets or anything that you happen to look at? Well, there's a couple of head-to-heads I actually did bet uh, and some top fives and some top tens. Head-to-head. Kevin Kisner was minus one and a half strokes at plus 125 over Damon. Uh, and Kuchar, I, I like Kuchar. You know, he could he could be a, a sleepy one here, no pun intended. But Kuchar, plus one and a half over Fitzpatrick. Um, I, don't, I don't understand that at all. I will gladly take that one. I made a few more top ten, top five bets. I think I got uh, Sanjay M to finish uh, top ten. I got Justin Rose top five. I wanted to kind of spread my risk out a bit. And Ryan Palmer, plus 750, top 10. 
So those are the few of the sort of extraneous bets I've made. Speaking of Kevin Kisner, I also threw a dollar on him at 66 to 1 and plus 750 to make the top 10. Um, he's been playing pretty well before the layoff. He won here three years ago. And he's my definition of always a bridesmaid, never a bride. He's only won three times. But he's got 34 career top 10s. I think this course suits him. He's 67% in driving accuracy. He's a good putter and has a great short game. So that would be uh, that would be my last sort of 66 to 1 is too much for Kisner. I threw quite a bit on that. And uh, now I want to hear where you threw your money. My handicap is actually quite interesting. And I, you know as handicappers, Uncle Dave, that we convince ourselves that we have this great bet. Bullshit. You're just like the rest of us. But I'm thoroughly convinced that I do have a great bet here. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to play Danny Lee. And a lot of people probably don't know who Danny Lee is. Um, I certainly had no idea who Danny Lee was. I only, I only know him by name and I've seen him, you know, out there a little bit, but it's not like I know this guy, like I follow him, like I would follow like a fill or a tiger or anything like that. But here's what I know. This event is held in Texas and his home, his residence is literally like 20 miles away from this golf course. Now, Texas, they were one of the first states to go ahead and open up to let people back, you know, to the golf course to do things outside. Now I went back and I looked and the date that I found was actually May the 1st was when they allowed people to go ahead and go out and do things like golf. So I can only imagine, you know, somebody like Danny Lee, who who lives literally 20 minutes away from a golf course. And this guy, you know, he needs to get out there. He needs to play. I have a gut feeling he got rounds in under his belt. Now, here's the kicker to this one is that Lee has actually golfed this golf course more times than probably anybody can know, being that this is just around the corner from his house. But he's finished very well there. He finished sixth place in 2017, and he finished, I think, tied for 10th going back to 2015. So he's played a lot of rounds at this venue. And here's another thing, Uncle Dave. It's going to be very, very hot at this golf course. Now, we have a lot of other golfers that are all spread out throughout the United States and throughout the world. I'm not sure that they've dealt with 90-plus degree temperatures um, you know, for, for an extended period. Well, Lee has. He lives right there. And it's going to be very hot this upcoming week in Texas. So I think that that gives Lee, you know, a lot of momentum going into this, at least mentally, that he's finished well here. He knows this course. He's played there quite a bit. And I have a feeling he's acclimated to this heat that a lot of these golfers just haven't seen. And the fact that, you know, Texas has opened up, I have a feeling he's been one of the golfers that's actually got rounds under his belt. And I can't say the same for everything else. So, Here's my bets I'm going to make on Danny Lee. I'm playing him top 10. You could get him at 12 to 1. I'm also playing him top 20. You could get him at plus 550. Top 30 at 3 to 1. So I feel if we lay a little bit of pizza money in the top 10, top 20, top 30 on Danny Lee, um, that we could actually make our money back if he does finish in the top 30, which I fully expect that he will. But if we can get him into the top 20 and top 10, I think we're going to get a real nice payback. So that's one of the guys I was looking at, Uncle Dave. Do you have anybody else before we go ahead and get into your NHL thing? I'll probably throw a little bit on Justin Thomas just because um, I think DeChambeau has some merit, but I'm not really sure that, you know, I mean, you have to stop somewhere. I, mean, I could have made the case for Jordan Spath. Um, you know, he's kind of hit or miss. So that wouldn't surprise me. Same with Zach Johnson. Uh, but I think I've given you everything I have actually put my money on. You know, one of the things I thought about, Uncle Dave, I thought about putting money on Rory. And one of the main reasons was the fact that he actually did play and he lives and he resides in Florida. And we saw him play 
in that charity tournament. And he looked actually really good. Like, you know, he carried Dustin Johnson in that charity event. And, you know, for me not to put any money on Rory, it, it was hard for me not to do. But then I'm thinking there's just so many variables going into this tournament that, you know, I would rather lay, you know, the five or the 10 bucks on a, on a long shot to come in, you know, top 30 and get triple the amount of payback versus what I'm going to end up with Rory at just winning this tournament. So um, I decided to go ahead and stay away from Rory. I mean, his top 30 price, top 40 prices were like minus three, minus 400, which, yeah, you'll probably get a payback. But, you know, how is he going to handle the heat? Um, you know, ha- has he been golfing a lot? You know, I don't know. I, I just don't know the answers to those questions. So um, I feel pretty good about all our picks. And boy, we gave out quite a bit for this PGA Charles Schwab challenge. And I feel pretty good about that. Uncle Dave, I talked over an NHL pick with you. We actually put a video up on your Twitter. Why don't you go ahead and give that out and we'll close out our podcast. We need the best. That's why you're here. Yeah, Sleepy, you know, this is another thing with, with uh, I, I might not have done NHL had we not had the virus, but now that we have all this time, I might as well use it to make some money. And uh, a month or so ago, I wanted to bet against both Carolina and Tampa Bay. They're the only two teams that voted against this format. Um, and I can make a great case for the Rangers now at plus 130 over Carolina. Um, for one, they beat Carolina all four games they played this season. Hurricanes had three defensemen go on IR during the stoppage. I know a couple of them have come back. You've got to wonder how sharp they'll be. I don't know. I do know that we don't know where they'll be playing, and we know it's not going to be quote-unquote home games. So plus 130, how do you not? And the fact that Carolina was even thinking about their Stanley Cup chances being hurt enough to vote no as one of the only two teams, um, that can't be viewed as focused in my opinion. And they're one of the youngest teams. And even though it's a 6 versus an 11 seed, they were separated by only two points during the regular season. So give me the Rangers in a five-game series at plus 130 where anything can happen. All right, well, there's Uncle Dave giving out an NHL free play. I know that the NHL is going to come back, and I think it's going to be an exciting time when they do. The only problem for me, Uncle Dave, is I'm having a little bit of trouble figuring out how they're going to do that. Now, I know they have a qualifying tournament, and then they're going to have the top four seeds go ahead, and they're all going to play, and it's – you know, it's going to be a little bit of confusion for some people. And I've heard a lot of people, you know, they don't like the format. But let me just say this is, you know, you could either like this format or you could like no format. And we should all be grateful, you know, that we that we finally have sports coming back. And for somebody like me who, you know, I do this every day. Uncle Dave does this every day. You know, we depend on sports um, to go ahead and, and put food in our refrigerators and things like that. So uh, under any format, Uncle Dave, I could tell you I'm, I'm, I'm really grateful and I, I don't care, you know, how they play. Um, just as long as they play and everybody's, um, you know, doing it safely and, and healthily. Um, with that said, Uncle Dave, um, as I said, this is our, our our first podcast as the betting predators. So um, as I mentioned in the beginning, you know, our, our main goal here is to hunt down the best bets for you guys. That is our clear objective. Uh, with that said, that's our podcast, guys. I'm Sleepy J. You guys can find me on Twitter, Sleepy J underscore pregame. He is the one, the only Uncle Dave known as Dave underscore Essler on Twitter. And you could always find us on the best sports betting information site on the web, pregame.com. With that said, I'd like to wish you guys all the best of luck. And for the first time in probably three months, Uncle Dave, I'll say, enjoy the games. <laughs>